how did your parents or your family members, how did they take it? That I left the church or that I'm... But we're going to go to church first. <laughs> okay. Um, when I told my mom, um, she looked at me and she said, I, I, I know this was coming. <laughs> because I've always had, I've always been a curious child and I've always had questions and they always made sense to her, the questions that I did have that she couldn't answer, that nobody could answer for me. Mm -hmm. um, she was like, I know, she wasn't upset. She said, I know what's coming. And she was like, you know, um, just, but my mom was a people pleaser. So she basically was telling me, well, if I feel that, that way, keep it in the house, but still go to church, you know, to keep faith. And I said, I will not. <laughs> yeah. I will not. And I did not. Um, but she wasn't upset. She said, I understand. But for her, she felt like she couldn't go back or whatever, like to start living in the home thing because she was already, you know, in there. Yeah, like I told you she was a people pleaser, so but she understood she knew. How did the leaders in the church take it or the the you know? They never liked me anyways, so I think they were happy. <laughs> yeah. I think they probably saw it coming as well. So how about the so the next part when you told your mom that you're you're really into women? Never told her. She died before I did. She died? I'm sorry. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, she died um seven next month gonna make it eight years. Okay. So she she never knew. Well she she knows now. What? When I go say she never knew because she knew. She knew and she tried her hardest to stop it. As a child, she knew. And I was always basically very much a tomboy. I'm not a stud. But I was very much a tomboy. I was never into like, you know, the girly girly stuff. And she pushed it on me. Going to school, I would wear the dicky pants, the shirt, the t-shirts, have my braids, and she was not having it. She was not. I was in ROTC. She made me get out, made me enroll into cosmetology so that I can learn how to become a woman and learn how to take care of myself as a woman because that's what she wanted. Now, so. being a Haitian descent or Haitian, mm -hmm. which one should I say? I'm Haitian. I was born in Haiti. Okay, perfect. Being Haitian and being um, an LGBTQ plus, mm -hmm. how how tough was it for you? It's not tough for me at all. I'm grown. I came out when I was. I'm 32 now. I came out about almost two years ago. After I left my ex husband, um, I had a boyfriend after that for about a year. And I said, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'm going to the other side. <laughs> I'm going because it makes no sense. Like, I was not having any type of, like, and people blamed it on my traumas and stuff like that. And it was, it wasn't like that. So I saw a therapist. My mm -hmm. therapist actually helped me come out to the world. I saw a therapist and... Um, I was explaining to her, you know, my difficulties, you know. I My life was crumbling. I was getting a divorce. Um, my father had just passed. I was just at wit's end with life. And she goes, I feel like there is something deeper going on. <laughs> 
And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And she goes, I don't know what it is, but there's something deeper going on. And throughout our sessions, and she, you know, when I finally was able to come to terms with it and tell her, she said, mm, I knew it. She was like, you know, a lot of that, you know, when you're suppressing that, um, you... You know that when you are battling, having internal battles with yourself, at some point, it starts to seep out to other people and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. The decisions that you make, like, it's all, you know, about all the battle that you are fighting within yourselves, within yourself. And, you know, I said, you know, that makes a lot of sense. And so she was like, I want you to stop being a people pleaser. I want you to stop worrying about what everybody else thinks. I want you to... Look within, find out who you are, and I want you to move on that. And I was able to sit there. And of course, working through my my personal traumas as well in life um, that I've endured. Um, And that's what it is. And when I did start wanting to explore my sexuality, um, she convinced, well, she didn't convince me. She suggested that I, you know, I was like, I don't even know where to meet women. Like, I don't even know. She's like, get on the dating apps and see how it is. And it has been a journey. Mm-hmm. When you first realize that you are, you know, that you're queer, that's literally like the tip of the iceberg. Then you're going to start figuring out, like, what do you like? Because there are different types of queer people out there. What are you attracted to? And then you start battling into yourself, like, who am I as a queer person? And then finding out that I'm neurodivergent. That neurodivergent people are basically people that suffer from um, autism, ADHD, um, PTSD. So I have PTSD, ADHD, depression, Um so finding all of that out, it was just like a lot during mm-hmm. that time. And then trying to figure out my sexuality and who I am. It's just, it has been a journey. But I've been enjoying the journey. It's been ups and downs, but I've been enjoying the journey. Okay. Now, would you, what is the difference between, would, would you consider yourself bi at this point? Or right now you're just queer? I used to call myself bi before I started dating women. And then I met my first woman and I said, oh, no, baby. <laughs> I'm for sure big L. I'm for sure a lesbian. Like the men, no. I'm not bi. I'm not bi. No, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying, like, I spent so many years identifying as and that's the thing too. Like when you when you find out that you're just queer, period, like you go through your process, you're like, okay, I'm bi. Okay, no, I like this. No, I like that. No, I like that. And you're just like trying to figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, but but sure for sure, I know for sure, like, I am not bi. I can tell a man, you're handsome, you're cute. But do I want to sleep with you? No, absolutely not. I understand. <laughs> absolutely not. Now, did you pray about it? Of course. And what did God reveal to you when you prayed about it? Oh, this tea is good. Thanks. <laughs> um, 
like I told you, I've never felt wrong about it. So when I did prayer about it, and I would pray about my journey, um, and I started to journal, and I would always ask for guidance. If there's a, where I'm not supposed to be, somebody I'm not supposed to be talking to, a decision I'm not supposed to make, God would let me know. So in my journey of me being queer, I pray about every step and he guides me to that. And I felt like if I was in a situation where I was not supposed to be, I asked him to remove me. Okay. So, and he has not. So now you mentioned that you came out at 30. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Why do you think you came out so late? Oh, wow. I was into the church until I was 21. And I don't think my mom would have let me even explore that. Like, my mom died when I was 24. Um, right when she died, I was I had a boyfriend. And that's who became my husband. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was just all of that. Like, it was just back to back, back to back. So, and I was still trying to figure out who I am. Before then, even after then, I was still trying. I'm still trying to figure out who I am. So, are you still going to therapy? Of course. And for somebody listening right now, that that person doesn't really believe in therapy. Has therapy really helped you? A hundred percent. And what would you tell somebody, especially in the when I started therapy Haitian community, who doesn't believe in therapy? What would you tell them? Listen, when I started therapy. My therapist had me write out a contract basically promising that I was not going to unalive myself. That's how bad I was. I had to beg her not to call the crazy people to come get me. That's how low I was in life. Okay. <laughs> so I am in a much better place because of my in my therapy, my therapist is very honest with me. People think that you have to be in a bad place for you to seek therapy, and it's not true. It's not true. Um, even though that, that was my story, but I've sought therapists before, but even though that was my story, but it's not true. Like, even in relationships, people think you have to wait till things get bad before you seek therapy. No. I made my ex-husband do um, pre, um, premarital counseling with me because he didn't know how to talk to me. And... And it's not just it's not that like he was rude when he talked to me. It was we grew up in two different households. How he spoke to people and how I like to be talked to was very different. He was a very loud speaker. I can't do loud speaking because I grew up in a chaotic household. So when you start to get real loud with me, I shut down. Is that because he's he meant to do it? No. Because that's just the household that he was raised in. They was loudspeakers. And whenever he would talk to me and he would get loud, I would shut down. He couldn't understand, like, why I would shut down. Mm -hmm. So we had to go to therapy for him to understand that, listen, like, this is trauma for me. Mm -hmm. Like, let's work on it. Like, let's figure like when I When I was speaking to him, he couldn't understand what I meant. The therapist helped him to see where I was coming from. He was a very affectionate, touchy person. I don't like being touched. 
Mm. <laughs> so as part of the um what is it called five language five languages love language yeah um, I, I think i'm saying it wrong five love languages. five love languages okay. uh-huh so he was touchy mm-hmm. and that's how he showed are, affection you're not that no at that time or what are you now or what were you quality time still quality time and he didn't understand that either. Like, he felt like we were in a space. He always would have to be speaking. And I'm a person, like, I'm in a space. I'm chill. I'm having a time of my life. And you're not going to know. I'm I'm sitting here. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Time of my life. And people are like, oh, my God, why are you sad? Are you mad? What's going on? Like, talk to me. And it's like, what? <laughs> I'm chilling. Like, I'm literally having, I'm chilling. Like, if something is going on, I will let you know what I'm chilling. Even with him, too, he didn't understand that because of, He's a he was an extrovert. Okay. That was a very introverted person. So a lot of those like personality things and how to like, you know, compromise yeah. and get to understand your partner. What what's the difference? What's an introvert? What is what's an in- extrovert? Extroverted people, mm-hmm. they need people to to be energized. Being around other people, what is what give is what drives them. Introverted people, being alone is what drives them and being around people is what drains them mm-hmm. if i'm around too many people and there's just a lot going on you're gonna you literally gonna watch my social battery go down you're, you're gonna see it and after a while i'm like okay i'm ready to go I, and then when i get to the point where i just can't speak i get to the point where i just can't speak anymore because i'm just so overstimulated by so okay. many people i can't even talk anymore like i have nothing left so you're the type of person that you will not put up a big party, no, and invite everybody in South Florida to come and you the. And if I do, I'm gonna disappear by like thirty in thirty minutes. You're gonna you're gonna be like, where's Steph? <laughs> I'm gone somewhere, like trying to re-energize my yeah. battery. Like that's just how I am. And that was our issue for my 25th birthday. I wanted something intimate. He threw me a surprise party at the house and invited a whole bunch of people. And you didn't like that. <laughs> he forced it on me because that's what he wanted. And I just, at that point, and I was like, you know, that's what he wanted and whatever. So I'm just going to let him do it. I just let him do it. So were you happy or you were not happy? I was not well, happy. I guess it's two parts to it. Were you happy, but at the same time, that's not what you wanted. That's not what I wanted. I just had to put on a front and I was so over it. And we talked about it afterwards. I'm like, and that is why we had to go to therapy. Because I'm like, you did what you wanted. Partying, that's his thing. That was his thing. And he would always invite me, come on, come on. And I'm like, I don't want to be around people like that all the time. I like being by myself. So for people right now listening, right? Couples that are listening to us right now. So they don't have the same issues in terms of one wanted to throw a party, the other one didn't want the party. Mm-hmm. How can they communicate so that doesn't happen? So they don't end up into something similar like that. We couldn't communicate. That's why we had to go see a therapist. That would help. That would that would be a third party to bring both of our sides, you know, to the table. I understood that. He also liked quality time when he would ask me to be with him because he wanted to be, he wanted quality time. That's cute. 
<laughs> right? I'm listening. <laughs> but why can't we call every time one on one? So I had to compromise. So we had to like I had to compromise, like, you know what? Um, I'll go to maybe like two parties a month with you or something, you know? And you know, and he would have to understand when like I just can't I just can't right now. Okay. Instead of telling him no all the time, I had to learn to compromise, like, you know. Yeah. Would you say that couples should wait after marriage to start seeing a therapist? Definitely not. Or while they are dating, they should. I've known some people who sought therapy like first date. First date? After after the first date. You don't think a little too soon? No. Why not? Never too soon. But it's the first date. So? That's a little too soon. Some people go to church on the first date. Well, yes, they go to church on the first date. I don't think they're going for each other on the first date to church. They're going to church for God. They go for they go for each other. <laughs> but going to but no, but yeah, I think it's I think you should go before things start to like it's basically communication. And when people say, "Oh, we don't underneath therapy," I know how to communicate. You may know how to communicate, but how I understand your communication may be completely different. My communication style is maybe completely different. A lot of people feel like they're great communicators. You can be a great communicator, but whatever, that's not how I understand your communication style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not that you're not a great communicator. It's just that I understand it differently. That's like how you give and receive love is very different. Okay. Do, do you know the five love languages by, by heart? Words of affirmation. Affirmation is the first one. Quality time. Quality time. Gifts. Gifts. Acts of service. Acts of service. And physical touch. And physical touch. You actually know them by heart. I do. What is affirmation? People that love being told nice things all the time. Like, you know what? I appreciate you. I love the way that you love me. Um, You're doing a great job today. You know, you're my world. Like, so the person saying it or the person receiving it is the person that like affirmation? The person that's receiving it. Receiving it. Got it. Okay. So the second one. What do you, what's the second one? <laughs> We're going to go one by one and <laughs> for you to break it down to us. The second one, let's go with physical touch. Um, I've become more of a physical touch person now, but only with my partner. No one else. Don't just come over here and hug me. I don't like that. Okay. That would be creepy. <laughs> be weird. But... No, people do that. Or don't come and just like rub my back. I don't like that. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, you know, with my partner, um, if we're driving, you know, my hand on your lap, your hand on my lap, whatever, um, holding hands, you know, cuddling. So that's physical. Yeah, a little rub, you know, like that's physical. But I have to say nothing. You just touch, and you know, yeah. Okay. So does physical touch falls under? Is it called um, PDA, public uh, affection? So it falls under that as well. And I really fall under under that, but yeah, the person, if your partner likes PDA. Okay, yeah. so for people that don't know what's PDA, you want to tell them what's PDA? Public display of affection. Public display of like affection. In public and, you know, the people that like to be rubbing on each other. And... 
kissing. Would you consider yourself a PDA person? Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> so that's two. What's the third one? Um, acts of service. Hey, do you want me to take the trash out for you? Or they just go ahead and they take the trash out. Or somebody that cooks for you. Um, they know that you need an oil change and they just take your car and go get and go do it and go get it done for you. Extra so service. the person doing it is the that's the love or the person receiving it's the person that's receiving it. Okay. Let's say my car needs an oil change and you know that my car needs an oil change mm-hmm. and my love language is acts of service, you just take it and go get it done for me. Oh my god, I'm in love. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's act of service, which is three. What's four? Um gifts. I think I could guess that one. Yeah, the they're like receiving like... gifts. Like they feel like, you know, a card or some flowers and stuff. And there's like the topic of, you know, people saying, oh, the men are upset that, you know, the women are mad that they're not getting um, flowers. How do you know that that's not your woman's love language? Even if the flowers cost $3, you get them off the streets, the person is going to appreciate that you thought of them. You know, hey, I saw this and I, and I thought of my person. Okay. You know? That's gifts. Mm-hmm. And what's the last one? Physical touch. The quality time. Quality yeah, yeah time. we already covered physical <laughs> touch. Quality time. So what's considered quality time? Anything. Like, the girl I'm dating right now, like, she's, um, she travels a lot. So we don't get to see each other much. But, but both of our love languages is quality time. So anytime that we can spend with each other, like she'll send, um, iPhone has the games where you can play games, like she'll send a game of pool and we'll be playing that throughout the day, um, or a game of chess. She loves chess. We fall asleep on the phone together every night. Wow. I'm hearing her snoring, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> like when I walk in here, she was in a meeting, like she has me in her ear. I don't have to be saying anything. I'm doing my thing, she's doing her thing. We both have our AirPods in, you know, quality time together. Like, you know? Yeah. So those are the five love languages. Yeah. Okay. You uh you put some knowledge on me today. <laughs> now What's your love language? Wow. You you think I should answer? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh while you put me on the spot, I have to say um, acts of service. So you like people to do things for you? No, I like to do things for people. Okay, so that's how you show love. How do you like to receive love? How do you feel loved? Um, quality time. What does that look like for you? What does that look like for me? Mm-hmm. Quality time? Mm-hmm. Uh, Netflix. Just sitting watching a good movie. Okay, okay. Yeah. So now let's talk about your traveling, because I know you like to travel. I did. I do. Why you put say the past? Because it's been I have not traveled like it's been such a rough year. Like COVID, COVID had shut it down for you for all of us. I think it started with COVID and then. I don't know if you want to talk about... No, it just spiraled and it's just whatever. I don't know if you want to talk about your Mexico trip because there is... On social media, you have posted (laughs) that you went to Mexico. For my birthday. And you had the time of your life, so... And I did. I was swimming with the dolphins. We could talk about that one. How was it? It was nice. It was fun. I stayed at a nice resort. 
and um man that's the kind of life that i want that luxury life like they literally did everything mm-hmm. everything like i come in breakfast i leave my plate right there they come and get it man can i can i carry your bags <laughs> I need to go anywhere. Like, here's a golf cart. You want to go to the other side of the resort? Come on, let's go. And it was just like, it was fun. It was really cool. Expensive, but it was fun. How long you stay out there for? It was a few days. It was like five days, three, five days, four days. Well, you went to Cancun or to them? Went to Cancun. Cancun. Yeah, because I remember you were posting about it and you were having a, a great time. Mm-hmm. I've been yeah. there. I've been to Turks and Caicos. I love Turks and Caicos. I've been to um, Bahamas, Puerto Rico, Aruba. Aruba is nice though. How was the food in Puerto Rico and Aruba? Um, it was good. It was good. Aruba was Aruba was good too. We had a lot of. I had one with a few coworkers. Did you enjoy Aruba more than Puerto Rico? Or was it the same? When I went to Puerto Rico, it was more like. It wasn't like with a friend's type stuff. It was with my ex-husband. And we were trying to like rekindle things at that time when our relationship started like being on the rocks. Um, it was like a, like a rekindle type thing. So I don't know if I could count that like as something. But Aruba was with my friends slash coworkers. So it was a different trip. Okay. <laughs> All right. But in terms of the food, did you enjoy the food in Puerto Rico? I did. Would you probably enjoy the Mango? food? Mango? In- I don't know what that is. What is that? You know how the bun is, but they, they but they take the bun and they they flatten it like it's like it's like mushed up. Uh-huh. It's like mushed up bun. Oh, I haven't had that. It's good. Yeah, I haven't had that. I haven't had that. So when is your where is your next trip planned to? I don't know. Where would you like to go? Um, I've been trying to go to Bali, but Thailand to Thailand for the longest. But I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Well, this is this is the beginning of the year. Um, you still have a, a long time ahead of you before the year is over. So, if you plan it now, you'll definitely made it to Bali, and then you could co- you can definitely come back and tell us about it. <laughs> you know, someone take me to Thailand. <laughs> um. So before we go, before we close, if somebody would like to reach out to you how can they find you do you want to provide your social media handle of course if you want to talk to me about anything you can find me on instagram um this fly leo t-h-i-s-f-l-y-l-e-o this fly leo um yeah okay well we'll definitely um we'll definitely be looking for you to come back again to the show and tell us more about, you know, uh, midwife, how it's going, and school, if you graduated from there. Then I'm then... actually taking a semester off this semester. It's a lot, so. Okay. It's a lot, so I'm taking a semester off, and hopefully I'll be back um, in the fall. Perfect, perfect. Well, we will be looking forward to hearing from you again. Uh, anything else you would like to say before we close today? Nope. So thank, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, no. Thank you for coming to Are You Really Living? And based on your 
energy today you are really living <laughs> so thank you again and uh, let's go out and get it <laughs>